What's up, everybody? I'm Dion Brown, your brother, your friend. I am, of course, the host of the Man vs. Brand podcast. So I want to talk to you guys about something that's been really, really, really on my mind in the past few days, and that's that's legacy. I think a lot about legacy now at this point in my life, more so than I think I ever had. I think legacy at one point was maybe ego in the way that I thought about what's this imprint that I want to leave on the world that I want to be remembered by? What are the things that I'm going to affect in this universe so that I can be remembered fondly? And like, how big of a footprint could I actually leave? Now legacy feels more like how many positive impressions have I left? How many lives have I changed? How have I affected this world in a positive way? And what are the vestiges of that? What has my life journey not accumulated to, but actually felt like for others who had witnessed or been touched by it? And I think that legacy is one of those things that, you know, as we mature in life, as we mature in business, as we mature with our teams, with our families, with our loved ones, with our friends, we start to be able to piece together what that thing might actually look like. I think in the latter part of our lives, it may be a sense of what does a funeral look like for me? Who shows up? I think earlier in our life, it's how many business cards will my name appear on? How will I top business? At this point in my life, it's how many conversations like the one that you're about to listen to right now can I have with people that I enjoy having conversations with? And so I want to have a legacy conversation from the perspective of building strong relationships, bringing together family, and aligning people to the vision that you have around causes that are important to you. And I want to talk about what legacy looks like from those three perspectives. And I feel like I have an excellent guy to have that conversation with so that you guys can experience not only my perspective, but also his. I'm talking to Brandon Barnum, and he is the CEO of HOA. He'll talk to you about that and all of the benefits that come with creating networks of beneficial relationships and referrals. We're also going to talk about what it is to build solid family ties. And more importantly, what does it look like to figure out the things you want to champion and bring together people for that cause? If you guys are interested in this conversation, then I welcome you to sit back, relax, grab some popcorn, a drink, get into a nice stride on that treadmill and listen on. It's going to be a great conversation. So we're going to start this episode in five, four, Three, two, one. One of the greatest philosophers of our time once said that when it's up, then it's stuck. Find out how to make your next big idea stick with Dion Brown and his podcast. With 20 years of experience in growing and managing businesses and brands at the highest level, Dion is having the conversations that you are looking for. Welcome and have a great time. Brandon, what's going on, buddy? How are you? What's going on, Dion? I can't wait to this conversation, man. It sounds like fun. 
Absolutely, man. So why don't you start by telling us a little bit about you and, and, and about HOA? Yeah, so HOA.com, we are creating a, a real estate platform, a platform for homeowners. And really, our tagline is connecting communities. We're building a platform that's like next door meets Angie's List meets Zillow. So everything the homeowner needs in one place, and we connect homeowners to professionals they can trust. So that's what we're doing. But, you know, for me, that all started because I was in the mortgage business back in my 20s, because quite frankly, I became a single dad. I got custody of my son at 24, and man, I had to make a change and make it fast. Unfortunately, I found the mortgage business, and that changed my life. It's interesting that we're having a conversation about legacy and the lens through which you're being introduced in this conversation is about connection and and how uh, connecting with people that you trust creates beneficial relationships for all parties. How much of who you are today was formed by relationships that you fostered early on in your life when you were 24 years old and staring at being a dad and and how did those relationships those pivotal i imagine pivotal relationships at that point really help to form the man that you are today oh man it's huge it's huge like my wife and i've been together almost 30 years we're about to celebrate our 26th wedding anniversary right so that's my oldest strongest relationship there is but I think about professionally and like my mentor, Mark Victor Hansen, the guy who wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul, he's been mentoring me for 19 years now. And that relationship, investing in that relationship over almost two decades has led to incredible adventures and opportunities and all because I've invested in that relationship. Absolutely. So when you when you think about like the partnership that you have with your wife, right? Um, I'd imagine that so much of what you discover about yourself is also what that other person is reflecting to you about who you are, right? And 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 so you're you're engaged in this intimate relationship, this partnership, and um she's seeing your growth. She's seeing your change. She's seeing the effects of mentorship on, on how you show up uh, for your children, for her, for yourself. Um, and, and in that sort of relationship, I think you, you get to, to enjoy what will ultimately be a part of your own legacy, right? Is that you have this life with this woman and these children that you've created and the children that you've created from another situation. And all of it sort of comes together into something that might at one point seem chaotic, but through growth now feels right. So how is that journey? How is how is sort of marriage informed, you know, what you think about your own future right now? You know, it's huge. I think about when we got together, I was 23 years old and I was a knucklehead, right? Just self-absorbed and I, I, I'm just graced by God that my wife has stayed with me through 30 years almost of, of uh, you know, not just marriage, but partnership and friendship. Because who I was is not who I am today. I am who I am because of that woman, right? Because of my wife 
helping me get better. And that's part of what relationship does is you, you learn what you're doing well and what you're not doing well. And women have a really good way of helping you see what you aren't doing well and what you can improve upon. Absolutely. So you, you mentioned God, how has God played into your own sort of life journey? Like, um, what's that relationship done for you in your own personal life? Uh, you know, it's huge. My faith crusade is kind of how I describe it, but it's tremendous. And I have an incredible relationship with, you know, Jesus and God. And I spend time every day listening to worship music and just in prayer. I lay in bed every morning and just connect and, and ask for guidance and, you know, being still yeah. so that God can speak to me. But I didn't start that way. I was raised by lesbians. I didn't go to church when I was a kid, but I was always attracted to it. Uh, yeah. But now I am courageous in my faith and bold in, in sharing my love for Jesus and, and my belief in God. And that wasn't the case when I was younger. I always had bold Christians inviting me to do that, but it was only in my later years. I mean, I'm 53 now, so I'm not ancient, but I'm older and wiser and mature. And yeah. That boldness, I've just seen God deliver over and over and over again. And I look at the world and I think, where is God not? Absolutely. So, so take all these, these portions. We talked about this business of, of interconnected relationships. And we talked about family and the importance of partnership and the importance of faith in, in, in that relationship in your life. And so... How do those sort of come together in the way that you that you look at your future? Like, do you feel really positive about what's to come? Um, are you excited about what's to come? Because all of those relationships, including the relationship that you have with yourself, are sort of building and creating space for who your future self will be. Right. As you said, you're not the person you were. And in the future, you will probably evolve into the person that you will be. So how do you feel about that future self? Oh, man, I'm on fire and so excited. I mean, number one, I live life by design. So I designed the life that I have. I, I've got you know hundreds of goals that, that I've written down that are you know documented that I live for. We just crossed off some of our bucket list as we went to France and got to the top of the Eiffel Tower a couple months ago. So. Uh, it's it's all about designing the life that you want to live. And I do that intentionally. And I built relationship into our business. Quite frankly, I teach people how to build raving referrals and profitable par partnerships and build their business in partnership with others. So, you know, we've got some incredible partnerships at HOA.com because of the relationships that we're building and knowing that one plus one equals 11. One plus one equals 11. I feel like I've heard that one other time before. Not quite sure. Um, no, I'm kidding, guys. We have actually, this is our second recording of this podcast. Uh, Brandon was kind enough to come back. Um, and I'm excited because he has such great things to share. That's why I know this is going to be a spectacular episode for you guys. But in the initial one, I said I never heard that one plus one equals 11 and that I would steal it from him. Um, because I, I like the visual of one plus one equals 11. So talk to me a little bit about that. What's the what's the philosophy around it, right? Because the obvious thing is one plus one equals two. This idea that one and one then forms 11, which is greater than the sum. It includes uh, numbers that are not included in the traditional math sense. 
So talk me around where that idea came from. Yeah, well, Dion, first of all, most people are probably listening to this podcast, not watching it. So if you take your left and right index finger, your left and right hand, you put your finger out and you put your ones up, you put them together, that's where the one plus one equals 11. So hopefully now you can visualize what it is we're talking about. But my mentor, Mark Victor Anson, taught me that. And it's all about leverage and leverage of relationships and what we call profitable partnerships. Um, we just uh, inked a deal with a company called Thumbtack. Thumbtack over, has over 250,000 home service professionals in their network. So by partnering with them, we're bringing their pros into our network and we're equipping and connecting homeowners to professionals they can trust, right? So if we don't have a pro that's already part of our HOA.com network, then we're able to connect those homeowners to help them through our partnership with Thumbtack. And that's just an example of that type of partnership where leverage and relationship creates exponential impact and income. Thank you for that. So let's let's talk a little bit about HOA because I feel like um, I know a little bit about it, right? Um, and so let's get the let's get the audience uh, caught up with what HOA is about. So this is a network that connects uh, suppliers of services with individuals who will have needs in a professional sense, so that they can work together and benefit from mutually cooperative relationships, right? Yeah, man, that's definitely a part of it. And there's okay. layers to what we're doing, right? There, you have to look at it from different lenses. So from a perspective of a homeowner, homeowners are always looking for different service providers that are realtors, mortgage lenders, insurance agents, painters, plumbers, and all those types of uh, professionals. Well, we do background checks, we vet them, and then we bring them into our network so that homeowners can find professionals they can trust. Now, from the viewpoint of a professional who serves homeowners, we help them build their business. We help them create referral partnerships. Uh, personally, I was in the mortgage business for 12 years, and I learned that if I could partner with and add value to other professionals who are serving homeowners all the time, then they would refer me and my business would grow. So we teach a team approach to marketing and really to serving their clients so that a client for one can become a client for all. So for example, I am a plumber yep. and uh, I am working with a contractor who does renovations. Uh, that contractor is ready to put something on the market. I know a great realtor who's in a part of my network now I'm as the plumber referring to the contractor, the realtor to say, hey, I think this person can get this house on the market and get you a really great price for it. For it. And everyone is now benefiting from this relationship, but they're also now incentivized to also when it's time to bring business to then refer me business because we've created that sort of relationship, right? Yeah, absolutely. They work together, right? Because if you think about it, that plumber's out there talking to homeowners every day. And yep. in those conversations, the, the homeowner might be saying, hey, do you do any 
repair work? Do you do any renovation work, right? Or who do you know that does this? And yep. so that plumber then becomes a referral scout. They're on the lookout for opportunities to add value to the other people they know, like, and trust that are going to do a great job for the homeowner. And likewise, while the homeowner is promoting the realtor, for example, or the contractor in what you in the example you just gave, they're helping each other grow their business and they're exchanging referrals back and forth rather than being like a lone wolf or the lone ranger. So in the way that I'm describing legacy, I think about it as sort of this idea around your footprint, but but also in, in a way like your brand, right? If brand is what people say about you, right? What people say yeah. about you, whether it's in print, whether it's uh, verbally, whether it's through referrals, right? It's what people understand about your business, not necessarily what you say about your business. What you say about your business is how you position it. That's not necessarily your brand, right? So you can say I do X, but if in fact you do Y, then your brand is Y. It's not in fact what you say, right? And so legacy in a way becomes uh, the, 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 the overtime understanding of what that brand looks like instead for what its core values were, what its mission was about, how successful that mission was, that ultimately becomes the legacy. And so like it is a part of the mission of of HOA to to create not only relationships but to empower people to have strong brands and strong legacies within their communities by by interconnecting them with people that are also working and living and aligned to the same value system around um, customer service or hard work or finished product. Is that a part of what you guys are doing over there? Yeah, man, hundred percent, right? People don't care what you say about yourself. They care what other people say about you. So as far as your brand reputation, what matters most is that you take care of people and that they're thrilled with your services and they tell everybody about you. That's how you really grow a, a big business. But when it comes to legacy, I think that's all about who you're being and, and who you're impacting, right? The, the difference that you're making for others. And I was just on a call. We're launching the Christian Business Alliance, which is like a networking organization for believers in business. <clears throat> and we were talking about the fact that when you're a business owner or a leader, people are watching everything you do and say. That becomes your legacy. You think about your children. They're watching everything you say. If you say don't do something, but you do it yourself, that's hypocritical and your kids are watching. So ultimately, you need to be the leader, be the change you want to see in the world is what Gandhi said, right? But you want to yeah. be the leader that inspires others and that impacts everyone possible. It's funny that you mentioned that uh, because my standpoint as a leader has always been, don't ask me how great of a job I've done. Ask the people that I serve how great of a job I've done, right? Because I can tell you, I can tell you all of the initiatives I've taken, the projects I've led, but if those didn't have a positive effect on the lives, businesses of those that they were meant to, then I could give every accolade necessary 
but that won't be my legacy because my legacy is told by others, not necessarily told by myself, right? Um, and so it's so interesting, I think, and I think the same way as a father, right? You can you can you can ask a bunch of fathers how well they did as a father, but when you ask their children, you get a broader sense of who that person was, specifically when they weren't conscious that they were being monitored or watched or or followed, right, by their child. And so I 100 percent agree with you. I think though that like very similar to a brand, it's it's almost like, you know. It's 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 the it's the it's the opinions of others aside from the outliers that will sort of determine what the the end kind of speaking points are around what you do. Um, and as much as we would like to, you know, think on philosophize around pontificate on our own existence and what that's meant and what we've done and you know what effect we had it's it it really comes down to to those who who knew us the best i think you find even i think i don't know if you how much you know about this and this isn't uh i love what the man has done but i think it's interesting when you hear the difference between steve jobs the man that we knew from apple and steve jobs the father for his daughter. Oh. And you hear about the difference between the two men. And in a way it's like, you could do all of these great things for all of these people that never knew you. But how strongly did you show up for the people who required the most actual investment from you, right? And so our legacies are sort of a mix, I think, of both what we do and the lives we touch, but also how well we serve the ones who required us to to sort of input into their lives. Yeah, it's huge. You know, you hear about somebody tarnishing their legacy. And I think yeah. just to use your example, the way that Steve Jobs treated his daughter tarnished his legacy. He yeah. was a great man. He created great products. And well, he was a great man because he created great products. He changed the world. And so Absolutely. his impact was profound but was he a really a great man right the way that he treated his daughter would lead you to question that and so i think the legacy is the totality of the impact that you've made and the relationships that you've built and you know i i always believe there's a thing called karma credit and the way that we treat everyone matters i i'm often reminded of that when I meet somebody on the street or I see somebody and they're kind of annoying or my initial response isn't positive to them. I go, wait a minute, that person matters just as much as me. Yeah. And I think to your point, like, I think that, that oftentimes the success in relationship building is not necessarily in the most obvious ones. So for instance, guys, like, I think that like oftentimes in trying to, let's say, get an appointment with a high level executive, sometimes being kind to the receptionist will get you further than trying to wine and dine with drinks and gifts. Like sometimes you have to know 
sometimes being kind to the people that seem invisible will have a greater effect on your ability to be um to to create relationships or to be in alignment with people than what may be obvious for instance as a real estate example i would tell folks who worked under me in real estate to make sure that you speak to um the doorman so the doorman usually have like a really good sense of what's happening in the building who's to move who's not about to move um, who's putting up their listing and just kind of wanting to show, like talking to the folks and engaging with folks that may not necessarily be obvious to your mission or to what you're trying to gain or what you're trying to do. Being kind to those people can have such a great effect on on you actually being successful at what you're attempting than to, to overlook those individuals for the person that is the most obvious and direct connection to what you're trying to do. Green, what do you think about that? What do you think yeah, about that? Man, I, I think it's huge. I think it's huge. I think the reality is when it comes to legacy, the first and foremost is your family, right? Yeah. How are you impacting your family? And then if you're in business, it's how are you impacting your team and your community? One of the things that we're passionate about at HOA.com is connecting communities. And we've got a vision for neighborhoods where neighbors actually know each other again and, and they get together and do fun things. And so we, we create events that local HOAs, homeowner associations and communities, homeowners actually do and hold in their local neighborhoods, like ice cream socials or you know barbecues where people actually come together and get to know each other. And sometimes the legacy that you leave is how you treat your neighbor. So treat every person the way that you want to be treated. You know, there, there's a platinum rule. The golden rule says do unto others as you would have others do unto you. The platinum rule is do unto others the way that they would have you do unto them. Treat people as they would like to be treated. That's it. Yeah, man. Um, so what's interesting about you putting together these uh, HOA events um, and having the, the, the individuals in the HOA program, partners, referrals, uh, service folks do it is that it really helps them to create strong relationships in their community by curating events and creating fellowship and, and putting together gatherings. How important do you feel like it is to, to facilitate social engagement for people that you want to get into a relationship with? Like how much, how, how, how important is it as opposed to maybe just a one-on-one -on -one direct relationship sort of thing? Like, how, how do you see those two interacting or or what's the the split in terms of what's a positive way of creating relationships when you're curating social ones versus just direct one-on-one? -on -one? Yeah, so I, for me, I always want to influence influencers, influence people that have an audience. That's what I'm doing with you right now. We're hanging out together and you're blessing me by inviting me to come speak to your audience, right? So it's win-win because Hopefully I'm giving you some good content, some nuggets and that you can share with your people. And it helps us spread the word about what we're up to, what we're passionate about. 
And so that's the kind of win-win relationship that you're looking for. I do a lot of speaking. I was just up in Denver this last weekend at an event, um, and it was a smaller event. There's only about 25. I've got you know another event in a couple of weeks. I'm speaking for about 75. But I always look for opportunities to connect with people of influence, whether that's online, a social media influencer, or it's a business owner that is already serving the community or the client and customer type that I'm looking to serve. And, you know, at HOA.com, we teach our team. It's all about helping people help people. So every day in your relationships, look for ways that you can make a difference. How can I help you? The reason I said yes to you, Dion, is I'm like, look, even if we're going to have the same conversation we had before, I want to help you help others. And that's what it's all about. Absolutely. All right. So, You've you've mentioned this this idea um, around you know causes and 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 things that you're really passionate about. Uh, how important in your life and business is it to have causes and do cause related uh, championing? Like, how important is it to find causes that you're aligned to and help support those causes? and to get community around those causes that you find to be uh, important to your life, to your family, to your business, to the world? For me, it's it's most important. I'll tell you what, I studied success as a kid, right? In my 20s and my 30s, I was reading all kinds of documentaries, autobiographies. And when you look at the most successful financially people, right? The, the most financially successful business owners and leaders, what you realize is they go through this accumulation stage of their life. They're trying to make a lot of money so they can have a bunch of stuff. This is the cars, the trips. And what they realize is even like rock stars and and, uh, celebrities, that all that stuff is empty. It's fun. It's nice to have, but once you have it, you're looking for more. What you're looking for is impact. What you're looking for is legacy. The, the best drug on the planet that I've ever experienced is making a difference for somebody else and watching them be impacted by your selflessness or your gift. That's real legacy in my mind. Got it. So when when you're looking at when you're looking at bringing folks together um, around causes around, things that you're passionate about. How do you balance that with, with, with also understanding maybe some of the nuances around your relationships, right? Like I'm all, I know folks that will hit me up all day about this organization, this charity, this thing. And in a way it feels like, our relationship becomes determined by those things, not enhanced by those things, right? Where I feel as if like, hey, are you connecting with me because you want me to be a sponsor? You want me to be a donor? Or like, are, are we going to have a phone call very soon? So how do you how do you and your own personal life balance between being passionate about a cause and wanting to bring people in around a cause, but also not segregating them in a way that it becomes so cause-driven that it influences the nature of your relationship? Yeah, I think it's a good question. I think it's really about what's important to you. 
right? Yeah. What calls you? The reality is there's a million different causes and charities that you can get involved in. And you've only got so much time, you've only got so much energy, and you've only got so much money to be able to support charities and causes that are most that you're most passionate about. So you've got to really get real about what matters to you. Like my wife is crazy over dogs. You know, she's she's still working, but uh, I think when she retires, she wants to start a dog rescue charity because she just wants to help all the puppies in the world, and that's what matters to her, right? Dogs yeah. and kids. So it's really about what you're passionate about. And some of that comes from your life experience and your life story. You know, if you had a parent or a sibling that died because of a specific either health issue or, or some circumstance, you may take up that mantle. You may be more passionate about making a difference in that area. So it's really about what matters most to you and getting in the game. We teach people to be charity champions I believe that every business owner and business professional should find what it is that they're passionate about and go support those charities or causes that matter most to them and tell the story about the difference that their business is making. Quite frankly, it's just good business. So really, to answer the question, it's, it's more of everyone advocating for what's important to them. So if I'm a champion of dogs and you're talking about building homes, then as you're talking to me about building homes, I'm also then talking to you about dogs. And we may find that there's some overlap in, the, in, in what we're trying to pursue. Maybe it's finding homes for folks who, for dogs, for people who are now just kind of getting into their space and yada, 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 right? So it's about sort of everyone advocating for what they're passionate about and then finding community and tribe within those, those common causes. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. Um, you should be absolutely find what you're passionate about and then align with others that share that passion, right? And get involved with something that makes your heart happy. At the end of the day, this life experience that we have does come down to feelings and experiences and find something that makes you feel good inside and go make others feel good as well. Got it. Uh, so do you serve on any boards? Uh, yeah, I'm right now on the chairman of the uh, Christian Business Alliance. So that's really what I'm focused on building right now. So that and business boards. Okay. So, so what's been your secret to serving on board? So I've, I have a lot of leaders in here, a lot of folks that um, are either serving on boards, not serving on boards, had some negative experiences about the efficacy of the boards that they were on. Give me some of maybe your, your tips. How do you approach um, board service and, 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 and with how, how do you measure whether your time is being effectively used to support the mission um, of the, the boards that you serve or the organizations for whom you serve on their board? Yeah, again, it comes down to the mission of the organization. You've got to be aligned. You've got to be passionate about it. So it, it really is about protecting your time and how much time that you want to dedicate. You know, with HOA.com, we focus on serving homeowner associations, right? And so my wife is actually on our HOA board about this local community of 110 homes that we live in. And she's 
dedicating time to that. And that's her personal choice. For me, I'm focused on creating a global organization of business believers and people that want to you know, partner with their local church and connect people around business and faith. So it, it's all a matter of what you're most passionate about and where you find that you can make the biggest impact with the time that you have. Got it. So finally, Brandon, talk to me about your own legacy, right? Like, mm-hmm. so, so you just mentioned you're, you're looking to create this global um, organization that allows people to connect uh, believers in business. You've working through the, the HOA and, and really um, solidifying, I would imagine, reach relationships and partners within uh, HOA. But like you, you, and you mentioned that you're a father, you've mentioned uh, being a husband, mentioned uh, your faith. If you could articulate what you would want for your own legacy, what would that look like? Yeah, it's a great question. And, you know, I always ask people, what's most important to you? Is it your income? Is it your influence? Or is it your impact? Right. And there's people at different stages in their life. For some people, it's like income. Look, I got to feed my kids. I got to pay my mortgage. And income is what matters most. Once you get past income a little bit, then it's about influence and influencing others, making a difference. And ultimately, I believe that you'll get to a place of impact where impact matters most. For me, I recognized decades ago, that's where I wanted to start. And so I've been supporting charities for decades. That's actually how Mark Victor Hansen and I met years ago. So when I'm gone from this earth, I hope, number one, that my family is richly rewarded, not just in money, but in love and respect, and that they, my kids know that they need to make a difference in the relationships and their communities and do all they can to make the world a better place. You know, ultimately, that's what we have to, to do with our time here on earth. And there's nothing better. Like, honestly, I go to fundraising events and I go donate time, energy, money, and it's richly rewarding for me. So, I want to infect as many people as possible and give them that that giver's uh, high that I've experienced so many times. So I hope that everybody becomes a charity champion for whatever they're most passionate about. So there's four eyes. There's income, impact, influence, and infection. Well, I never thought about it like that, but I like it. I so it's income, uh, impact, influence. All right. Yeah. So, um, so talk to us, man. Tell us about the ways in which uh, we can connect with your 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 content, what you're doing, both with HOA uh, and with uh, the Christian um, business uh, organization that you're creating. And I will then ask you the two questions that I ask everyone on the Man vs. Brand podcast. All right. Cool, man. So. Yeah, you can check me out at brandonbarnum.com. That's got links to all the various things that I'm involved in. Uh, Although we need to add the Christian Business Alliance because we just kicked that off two weeks ago. Uh, But if you are a professional who serves homeowners, check out hoa.com. Again, it's kind of like next door meets Angie's List meets Zillow. And we're always looking for top rated professionals that are serving homeowners on a local basis. 
And then the Christian Business Alliance, you can find us at thecba.org, thecba.org. And uh, we're looking for chapter leaders. We're looking for people that want to step up and have this conversation about faith and business and uh, really lead others in that conversation. It's a lot of fun and richly rewarding. Absolutely, man. So definitely go check it out, guys. Very quickly, though, um, give me a book recommendation. What's a book either that you have authored or that someone, I see these books behind you, and I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm really inspired. Guys, for the ones who are listening and not watching, there are books behind Brandon's head right now. And I'm, I'm interested in one. Give me a book recommendation, something that you think that if, if read today could have a great impact on someone's life. I'll tell you one of the books that made the biggest difference in my life was called The One Minute Millionaire. And it was by Mark Victor Hansen is actually what led to me meeting him because I was so inspired by that book. It's really two books in one. It's called uh, The One Minute Millionaire, The Enlightened Way to Wealth. And it's all about creating wealth that creates impact. And there is a four, there is a like a nonfiction side of the book and a uh, fiction side of the book. So it's like the steps to success coupled with a fable about somebody that used those steps to make a difference. And it's an awesome book, The One Minute Millionaire. One Minute Millionaire. It'll be in the show notes, guys. Uh, so definitely check it out. All right. So I have two questions I ask everyone on the Man vs. Ram podcast. First question is, on any streaming platform, podcast, or book, with something that you recently engaged with that you thoroughly enjoyed? You know, I was up in Denver, Colorado last weekend speaking at an event, and I met a man uh, named Daniel Lopez, and he wrote uh, The Millionaire Mind, or that's the subtitle. That's it's not exactly it, but he and I are getting together on Thursday, and I was just so inspired with who this man was being. Like, I just wanted to be around his energy orbit, and so mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to getting together with him again on Thursday. So... Daniel Lopez. Now I gotta look it up because I want I don't want to get it wrong. Hold on, I gotta start right here. I'll beat you to the punch. Daniel, Daniel Gomez, the makings of a millionaire mind. There we go. Daniel Gomez, the makings of a millionaire mind. All right, Daniel Gomez. Okay, so I will definitely have that in the show notes. The second question. On any streaming platform, podcast, or book, what's something that you thoroughly enjoy that people may not readily associate with you? You know what, man? I love scuba diving. Like, that's one of my passions is getting under the water. It's amazing. It's like a whole different universe. And so scuba diving is one of the things that I love more than anything on this earth. And I need to get out there and do it more often. Where's your favorite place? Where do you like to go through it? I, my daughter and I just dove Cozumel not too long ago, and that was amazing. So she was just in uh, off the coast of Africa in the Canary Islands this summer. But yeah. Cozumel is incredible diving. Yeah, Cozumel is like one of my favorite places as well. Um, you guys get a chance to, to get on the playa side of Mexico. Check out Cozumel, Playa del Carmen, Tulum, Cancun is all in that same area. And they have some beautiful water, beautiful scuba diving. Uh, and the notes has uh, the cave systems are awesome, too. So, yeah, check that out. All right. Awesome, man. I appreciate your time, Brandon. This has been great. 
Uh, what I will do for uh, you guys is make sure that you have all the information to check out the many things that Brandon is doing. Uh, and also, you know, to get an opportunity to really connect um, with him, not only as a business owner, but also um, as a leader who's faith based, as a person who is very much uh, a advocate for creating referral relationships. So there's not just this idea of HOA, but just a general guiding principle that he's maneuvering through this life with. And I think that it's one that is not only impactful, he's on this, this podcast right now and, 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 and connecting with people that are very much aligned with that cause, but it's something that we're really looking forward to what he does in the future, what that impact looks like, not only today, but for his future self, for his family and for the world. So Brandon, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. I'm glad we got to do this a second time. I appreciate you being uh, such a great sport around it and really having these amazing nuggets to share with the audience. My pleasure, Dion. Thanks for having me, brother. Absolutely. Thank you guys for always joining in on the conversations. Love you all. We'll speak to you soon. Bye. If this talk just resonated with you or could help someone you know, follow Dion or his guest on all social media platforms. Till next time. And remember, with any business or brand, give it to your heart, make it real, or else forget about it. See you all soon.